Hello and welcome along to the latest episode of the Sport Huddle brought to you by Leeds Hospital Radio Sports Team. My name's Ian and tonight I'm joined by Alan Breeze and Bill Dale and we'll be chatting West Yorkshire Sport um, with Leeds United, Huddersfield Town, a bit of Bradford City and Harrogate plus Yorkshire Cricket who started their season today um, in the second division. And then we have a, a little bit of Leeds Rhinos plus sporting mo- moments of the week. So we'll start with Leeds United, Bill. And um, an absolutely fantastic victory on Tuesday night against um, my most favourite team in the whole wide world of uh, Knott's Forest. And um, it was it was a 2-1 thrashing. It really was 2-1 going on five or six, and I'm I'm genuinely not being biased about that either. It was Leeds United dominated the game apart from five minutes when Forrest got their goal. Um, What are your thoughts, Bill? And has that victory given Leeds just just that little bit of comfort? Yes, I think think it has. Um, I mean, the the, the premiership table is bizarre. Uh, I've got it open in front of me on my, uh, my other screen here. Um, and Southampton in 20th are bottom uh, on 23 points. Uh, and Crystal Palace are 12th, that, that grouping of nine, um, on, uh, on 30, just seven points um, covering them. Uh, and Leeds are now breathing down their neck. Um, having been uh, at the end of the weekend in the bottom three, it's that tight. Um, uh, I go back to um, an earlier edition of the Huddle about four or five weeks ago when I said April was make or break. Uh, for Leeds, uh, I think it was around about the time that they appointed Javier Grafia, um, and I wasn't sure where the points were going to come from. Um, uh, but I identified April as really make or break as far as it was concerned. Um, and on the way to April, they got this win away at Wolverhampton Wanderers, where I thought they might get a point. They got a point at home against Brighton that I expected them to lose, so they came in with a little bit of momentum. Um, free hit against Arsenal. Uh, at the weekend. Um, nobody expected them to win. They didn't. Uh, they lost 4-1. Um, but uh, they started a- uh, April very, very well with that uh, 2-1 win against Forest. And I didn't see the game, but I, um, uh, I-, I listened to it live on national radio uh, so for an objective view uh, and-, and formed the, the-, the opinion that, um, that-, that-, that you came out with earlier and you were at the game, I believe. Um, yes. And um, this weekend is uh, is a r- another really fantastic opportunity. They're, they're playing the team one place and one point in front of them, Crystal Palace. Um, and if they can win that, um, they are first amongst equals in terms of that nine uh, n- that nine man uh, or nine team yeah. uh, group going forwards. Um, that's followed up uh, on the 17th, and I'm covering the game at Liverpool at home. Well, you used to think Liverpool, well, you know, that's a free hit because you're not going to get anything out of that. Well, it's yeah. Liverpool 2023, and uh, you'd identify that game as something with potential. Um, followed by Fulham on the 22nd, um, no Mitrovic, uh, suspended. Um, and um, maybe licking their wounds a little bit. So you might just sort of see a little bit of potential in that. And then I think the absolute key game uh, of the season, particularly if they can beat Palace, um, is Leicester City at home on the 25th. Um, Because Leicester um, have got one point from the last 15. Um, They're only a couple of points in 19th place in front of Southampton. Um, No manager as we uh, speak, I believe, unless something's happened in the last two or three hours. Um, and um, 
you know, if, if we beat Palace and we beat Leicester, um, well, that takes us to 35 points. Um, and um, we finished the, uh, the month away at Bournemouth, um, who, again, are down there in the bottom three uh, at the moment. So it's pregnant with fantastic possibilities in April. Um, they need to seize the moment because um, what the fixture list gives on one hand, it takes away with the other because uh, we all know that everybody plays each other twice home and away. Um, and May looks horrible from Leeds perspective. And I do remember <laughs> saying several weeks ago, um, you need to nail this by the end of April because they've got Manchester City away, Newcastle United at home, who thrashed um, uh, West Ham uh, yesterday down at the, uh, the London Stadium. Um, uh, West Ham away, um, which is never going to be an easy trip and Leeds don't travel well to the, uh, the capital. Um, no. And then we've got Spurs at home on the final day. So uh, they'll want to be pretty secure by the end of April, I, uh, I think. But uh, um, this weekend presents a, a great opportunity. One other point I would make um, about Leeds United is... Um, Javier Grafia, uh, which clearly wasn't their first choice as uh, as manager, is turning yeah. out to be um, inspired. They've fallen on the feet there. The guy's 52. He's got several years in front of him. Um, he did a great job at Watford. All the Watford fans were saying uh, what a good manager he was when Leeds appointed him. He did a decent job at Valencia and also over in, in Saudi. Um, and I, after the game, I was watching one or two of his comments. You could see the twinkle in his eye, the smile on his face. And this is a very undemonstrative uh, person. You can tell that he's, he's bonded with Leeds and that the players have bonded with him. Um, and I think he sees an opportunity there. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and if he keeps them up, I do hope they offer him the job. Um, he has been in charge for six games now. He's taken 10 points from 18. Now, there have been some couple of tough games in there, Chelsea away, Arsenal away. But if you take and extrapolate 10 points from 18 over the full season. That's the equivalent of 63 points from 38 games. And looking back at the table for last year, that would have put Leeds sixth in the Europa League and it would have pushed Manchester United down into the Europa Conference. <laughs> so that's the magnitude of what he's achieved to date. Um, and uh, I wish him well going forwards. And um, I'm feeling quite um, cautiously optimistic. You are, because I think... Going through April's games there, you, you sounded like you, you were optimistic, whereas I think before Grazia was appointed, you would have been going, oh, well, I hope we win there. Whereas you, I think, have that just that little bit more of expectation of winning games. Um, yeah, I was there on Tuesday. Um, I, and and I, I know I have my rose-coloured glasses on when it comes to the team that Leeds were playing on Tuesday, but Leeds dominated the game and played really well. I tell you, Jack Harrison was outstanding, as was um, uh, McKenney. McKenney was absolutely superb. He just dominated the whole of the midfield for the whole game. Um, he's, he's a star in the making, is that lad. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great, great game. Um, Alan, just a little bit on the Premier League itself. Um, Arsenal, eight points clear of Man City, although Man City have a game in hand. Is this Arsenal's year? I hope so. Um, but I've been thinking they're going to bottle it eventually. They haven't. Uh, in Saka, they've got, for me, the outstanding footballer um, and English um, setup. 
has been absolutely tremendous. Um, I, I, I used to hate Arsenal. I actually now applaud them because their style of play is entertaining and um, although in London I'm, I don't hold that against them, but I hope Arsenal win it, but you never know. You never know. I think Arsenal have done well in the fact that they they kept Arteta when um, some of their fans and the media were all saying that he, you know, he was on <coughs> borrowed time and that, and now they've kept with him and and look at the rewards they're getting this season from him. Well, certainly, if you're looking for uh, the point you're making is about um, consistency. Uh, you look at other clubs that have had multiple managers in the same season, um, and um, I mean, up until very recently, I used to go to a Huddersfield Town game. And I didn't, I, I had no idea about who, who the third of the team was. Uh, not only I'd never seen them, I'd never heard of them. Yeah. Um, uh, to get to be successful uh, in any walk of life, whether it be business, uh, professional. Or football, unless you've got a hard, solid consistency, you, you just you're just living in hope. And uh, um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks a lot, Alan. Um, Leeds are at home to Crystal Palace on Sunday. Um, yours truly um, is there on Sunday alongside Nick Bray, and uh, that's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, so if you're in hospital on Sunday. Uh, on Easter Sunday, we'll be able to bring you some live Premier League football and hopefully Leeds can make it two out of two in these two very important six-pointers. So um, We'll move on to Huddersfield Town, who had an absolutely outstanding victory uh, last weekend against Middlesbrough, um, 4-2 after being 1-0 down at half-time um, against the team at chasing um, automatic promotion. Absolutely fantastic result. Um and Huddersfield not only have Wigan and Reading now been deducted points, but Huddersfield have given themselves that opportunity of actually staying up. Um, and it's um, they've got Watford on um, Good Friday. Um, so that's going to be a tough game. I don't know who the current Watford manager is. Um, Bill? Um, I don't know the current Watford <laughs> manager, but they're, they're talking <laughs> Talking <laughs> team change managers several times a season. Um, yeah. Watford are probably the uh, the epitome of that. Um, yeah, I, I, in, in the same way I gave the cautionary tale about Leeds United in April um, several weeks ago um, and said I feared for them. Um, we then passed on to Stuart Taylor at the same time, who said pretty much the same about Huddersfield and pointed out that um, Huddersfield, I think, um, in their last uh, uh, 10 games had to pay, play eight or nine of the teams who were at that time in the top 10. Yeah. Um, and uh, what a fist they're making of it. You know, they, they, they won away at Millwall. Uh, they beat Borough uh, home. Um, obviously got the shooting boots on because if you looked at the possession stats, I think they were 29 or 30 percent possession. Borough yeah. must have been all over them. I wasn't at the uh, at the game. Um, but they're earning their right. They're making, they're making their own look and looking at the table. Um, you know, three go down. They're, 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 they're uh, still in the relegation places, but they're in the best one in 22nd place. Um, they are only behind Cardiff City um, by five goals on goal difference, equal on points. Um, Reading only one point ahead. Um, and um, 
there's nothing like uh, it's magic word momentum. Um, yeah. and, and, and Leeds have acquired that and, and, and Huddersfield certainly have in spades. Um, and, uh, you know, if they could just have a half decent Easter, um, you know, they might find themselves in a position that, frankly, nobody foresaw uh, a month ago. Um, because we were we were right in the obituaries and full marks to uh, Neil Warnock, um, you know, coming out of retirement again. Um, and he'll be loving this. Absolutely loving it. Yeah. He will. Yeah. Abs- my hero, Neil Warnock. Um, yeah. Interestingly, the last day of the season, um, Huddersfield are at home um, to Reading. Um, so that might just well be um, a winner takes all shootout. Um depending on, obviously, how things go. But that is going to be an absolute massive game. Yeah, Huddersfield are away at Watford on Good Friday. On Easter Monday, they're at home uh, to Blackburn Rovers, and we should be covering that game um, as well on Easter Monday. Um, So look forward to that. But Huddersfield Town, fantastic. Yeah, Bill, um, Middlesbrough had uh, about 75% possession. But from what I've heard by Huddersfield fans who were at the game, Middlesbrough were just passing it amongst themselves at the back and in the midfield. So they were keeping all possession, but they weren't actually doing anything with it. So it was more like passing for passing sake, it seems. Um, and Huddersfield, when they attacked, they attacked with pace and, um, and vigour and, and, and got, the, got the rewards. So, Alan, do you look at the championship? Um, and um, how do you see the, the... I mean, obviously Burnley are a shoo-in. Um, but Sheffield United and Middlesbrough are fighting it out for that second place. Yeah, I think Sheffield United have got enough in the tank to do it. Uh, obviously, there'll be the distraction of the semi-final of the FA Cup. Um, but um, they'll know the bigger prize. OK, everybody loves to be doing well in the FA Cup. But um, at the end of the day, it's the golden cherry of promotion to the Premiership. And that's what the manager We'll be focusing them on. Um, uh, former Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder, former Middlesbrough manager Chris Wilder, is now manager of Watford. Um, oh, so Neil Warnock was actually asked, uh, Huddersfield Town manager, um, whether he was going to enjoy standing on the touchline with Chris Wilder. And he said, I've got enough problems of my own for focusing on Huddersfield. So that's what I'm going to do. And I thought, <laughs> Neil's never renowned for diplomacy, but I thought that was a superb answer. But to answer your initial question, Sheffield United will go up with Burnley. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to stay with you, Alan, because um, we're going to move on to Bradford City, um, who you saw on Saturday, didn't you? You were commentating um, on Bradford City against... Um, against Who were they playing against? Well, some uh, some East Coast team playing in black and white. I I turned up hoping to see Newcastle, but uh, apparently um, there are other teams on the East Coast playing black and white stripes. I think there's one somewhere north of Mansfield or south of Mansfield, I don't know, playing black and white stripes. But um, it was just great to see them. Hordes hordes of um, mariners came across from the East Coast uh, and... They've nothing to play for. Two and a half thousand people come from the East Coast to Bradford. Why would you? Because they love the club. But anyway, as far as the, I'm not sure what your question was, Ian, but I'll make up an answer as yeah. best I can. 
Thank it you. was a terrific game. Uh, I was on commentary with Stuart Taylor, who, who is uh, well known in this parish. And I said uh, to, to Stuart, I said, look, before this, this is going to be a good match. I don't care who wins or who loses. Well, I do. But I, I, I sort of professionally, I, I, it, was an, yes. it was an open game, end to end, uh, first half, Bradford on top, Groomsby on top, half time, 2-1 to Bradford, game over. But I'm not a big Mark Hughes fan, but I've got to say, he must have got behind that team in, in the dressing room and said, "Look, guys, look, you're on a you're on a path here for promotion. You, you're uh, better players than the Grimsby players. We've got seventeen, eighteen thousand fans out there. Get out there and do the business." And the second half, Bradford came out and they did the business. They were all over Grimsby, and uh, that man Andy Cook scored his. 25th goal, I think, of the season. Um, the weakness Bradford have got, I think the next highest scorer has got four goals. Uh, yeah, which is, Andy Cook got like almost half of Bradford's goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what a what an atmosphere. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I think virtually every, everybody in the ground enjoyed it. It was a terrific performance. I think that will make, I think Bradford will now kick on Automatic might be automatic promotion might be beyond them, but if they get in the playoffs, I'd put my money on Bradford to get promotion. And good luck to them; they deserve it. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Alan. Um, we'll just check on who Bradford have got this weekend, and they've got the long trip down to West Sussex, where they play Crawley Town, and actually could do Harrogate Town a favour uh, by beating Crawley. Harrogate are at home to AFC Wimbledon on. Friday and I will just flick over to Easter Monday to see who those two are playing on Monday. As I say, the Football League have got two games over Easter, whereas the Premier League have just got one. Excuse me. Bradford are at home to Sutton United and Harrogate Town are away at the league leaders Leighton Orient. So that's uh, that's the toughest game you could ask for, I think, on Easter Monday. So we're going to leave football there. Um, it's um, it's the first week of April. Um, it's been raining. Um, so obviously the cricket season started. Um, Bill, was you at Headingley today? Uh, who was at Headingley today? And uh, uh, how did Yorkshire get on? I wasn't there. Uh, we did have a team of three. Uh, Steve Fountain uh, and, and Jim Walker from Leicester in the interests of uh, fairness uh, and our uh, specialist umpire Bernie Thornton. Um, so a team of three there at uh, uh, Headingley, um, and uh, a bit of a rain-interrupted day, but uh, far better than the uh, forecast would have suggested. Um, they managed to get 60 overs in. Uh, Yorkshire uh, were, were were put into bat, um, uh, and uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not sure who won the toss. Uh, let me have a Leicester. Quick. Leicester. Uh, oh, they were put in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, uh, to field. Um, uh, and, and Yorkshire progressed to uh, a, a very promising looking 285 for three off just 60 overs. Um, Finley Bean, um, you know, a few games last season, will be looking the opportunity to uh, establishing himself. Um, he partnered uh, Adam Lyth at the top of the order um, and uh, hit 118 
um, from 149. So wonderful start to the season for uh, uh, for him. Uh, overnight, um, David Milan is 91 uh, not out. Um, slightly interested to see that uh, Yorkshire sent in a night watchman. Um, given the sort of strength of the position that they were, but uh, anyway, there we are. Um, of the uh, of the players playing, um, the only comment I, I would make is um, well, firstly we've got Shy Hope, uh, the West Indian, uh, a late signing who's here for the first three Championship games. I think it's probably quite a solid signing. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, but George Hill, uh, certainly according to the uh, uh, the list here on the uh, the website I'm looking at, is uh, slated to come in at number six, which will now be number seven with the um, um, with the, the night watchman in. Um, and he opened last year, and um, he did a damn good job opening last year. And I'm a little bit surprised to see that uh, he's had the opener's role taken from him. Uh, and I can only assume that that's by. Uh, agreement with the uh, the coaching staff. He is an all-rounder, and it's quite unusual to have an all-rounder batting at the top of the order, opening the batting. Um, he put his hand up when they were short of an opener uh, last year. Um, so uh, I, I suspect we're probably going to see quite a bit more of George Hill's bowling uh, this year, if indeed he's batting at number six. Definitely. Um, Alan, overall, um, Yorkshire um, down in Division 2. Um, what do you see as success is promotion just the be all and end all this season absolutely um the only question mark and uh, we're still to wait is will there be a points deduction uh, as a result of the um uh rulings about um um racial issues in the county and um i, I really don't know whether the the uh, there will be a points deduction. I think it's a bit late given the season started and they've had months to work it out. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, um, are, are, are um, penalised. Um, but frankly, uh, on the basis of uh, what two thirds of a day's play today, um, you'd think Yorkshire should steamroll the way out of out of that. Um, so let's hope so. There's tremendous talent. I mean, we're looking here at a county that are not playing, what, five, um, England internationals, um, which is probably the subject of a completely, um, separate discussion. Oh, one seems to have frozen. I'm putting out a, a side full of, of tremendous talent. One thing I would just like to comment for our listeners is um, Jonathan Deutsch, a good friend of ours who commentates for BBC um, Sport uh, on Yorkshire, and uh, I think most of us know him quite well, apparently made an allegation about our commentators today that whilst he was busy commentating, coming up to lunch, there were um, commentators from a hospital radio that nipped in front of him in the pies and sandwiches department and he was left wanting now this is really not not a good thing to see commentators falling out in public but i will speak to jonathan when i see him on on uh, um, saturday i think i'm I'm there with him um really you shouldn't be this is dirty laundering of 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 pies in public and, and and he shouldn't be doing it well no um uh highgate has started so um um yeah come back next week listeners and see what actually did happen we'll get the uh 
we'll, we'll invite Jonathan on, I think, you know, see if we can put his side of the story um, to everyone. Um, Again, that's, I think that's I think that's an essential, depending on what he says to me, he might just to withdraw. But yeah. yes, I think we should do this. We, well, we could, we, could, we could entitle it the Who Ate All the Pies edition. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool, actually. I think that I think there's something in there. Definitely. Um, brilliant stuff. Um, right. So we're into the last five minutes or so. Um, so, Bill, just as a, a thing, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Alan there. Um, is promotion the be all and end all this season for Yorkshire? I think it probably is. Um, I mean, the frustration with Yorkshire, and Alan alluded to it, you know, I've, I've jotted down here, Bestow, Brook, Milan, Rashid, Root, and you probably throw Bess in there as well in terms of, you know, the, the talent that we've got that will be off on international duty. I think it's a tremendous opportunity for uh, um, for the younger players to come through. It's great to see Finley Bean uh, today uh, seizing his moment. Um, I personally will be following... Uh, George Hill's uh, progress. Um, um, it, it was around about this age that uh, Harry Brook really kicked on, um, and George Hill has shown all that promise uh, too. Um, the other guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on is uh, is Matt Revis, um, who is is 21. Um, uh, I think he rewrote some of Harry Brook's um, batting records uh, in the juniors, um, although he seemed to make his way as a bowler uh, last year. I think. That he, when I've seen him bat, he um, he's not a hitter, he's a batsman, he's an aggressive batsman, but uh, I think he was just feeling his way a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I'm expecting uh, uh, quite a bit from him. Um, you know, last, last year was his break onto the scene season, uh, I think he needs a breakthrough season and, and cement his, uh, uh, his place there, um, but... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how, how Yorkshire go. Um, Shan Masood, the uh, the skipper, when he's uh, available back from Pakistan duty, um, he's got a lot of experience, uh, and, and and I think he'll be uh, a good hand on the uh, on the tiller. Um, but equally, there's there's some talent has hemorrhaged. We talk about the England players who aren't there, but um, Matthew Waite's gone, Willie Kola Cadmore, Patterson's retired, Balance gone to. Uh, uh, Zimbabwe. So it's a team in, in transition and evolution, but um, um, there's some good young talent there, and uh, certainly based on, as Alan said, on the performance today, um, you think that they should really walk it unless um, they do get this um, 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 artificial handicap of a, a points deduction. But um, um, I, I'm with Alan on that, really. I think this should have been decided a long time ago. Um, I, I'm not keen on points deductions when the uh, the competition's in full flow. Yeah, um, I, I fully agree with you. And um, it's kind of sad that the Football League have actually done that with Wigan and with Reading. Yeah, agreed. Um, even though it has kind of advantaged Huddersfield slightly. So, But yeah, once the season started, then it, it should be down to what you do on the field of play. Um yeah, so, the, the, the only thing I would say is that the, the only thing that's worse than when it's in play is when they try and do it retrospectively because you know what the consequences are then. Yes, um, and, yes. uh, and that makes it almost impossible to uh, to make a fair judgment. Uh, if um, I mean, they could just say, no, Yorkshire aren't going up and, and that would be the punishment. <laughs> well, they could do, couldn't they? I'd, I, I think there would be quite a strong reaction if that were to happen. 
there would be a strong reaction. But when has that stopped the ECB? Actually, I think I think we're not going to go into the ECB. I think the the, the chairman of the ECB um, has suddenly started coming out saying something sensible. So I, I really don't think that will that will happen. Okay, okay, right. We'll leave that there. Um, enjoy all the cricket coverage we can bring you this season. We'll bring you county championship games. We'll bring you T20s, uh, the um, the One Day Cup as well. Is it still the Royal London, as far as I'm aware? I believe so. Yep. And um, every um, so yeah, pretty much every Yorkshire game at Headingley, um, we will be uh, there. So um, yeah, if you're in hospital, then uh, you will get your full fix of uh, cricket coverage of Yorkshire um, County Cricket Club. Thank you, guys. Um, one minute left. Uh, I've done quite well again. Um, sporting moment of the week. Um, Mr. Breeze. Well, I, I'm going to be a little um, uh, unconventional, if you don't mind. Um, it, it wasn't something that actually happened, but it was something I heard. Um, uh, Talk Sport Radio, uh, will be known to, to many of you, um, I was listening to a conversation. It was an interview with um, ex-Liverpool player and Middlesbrough, I think, Craig Johnson. Uh, he retired yeah. from a very, very successful career at age 27. And nobody knew why, um, but he explained why. It was essentially his sister was was involved in a very, very tragic uh, medical situation. So... He focused on his his family, but the, okay. it it was a really moving um, interview. What I hadn't realised were two real things about about him. He, he, as a player for Liverpool, he was great. Yes, he apparently invented the um, the change of boot where the Adidas Pred, uh, Predator came about. Yeah, and it's a re- it's a really simple concept, and he described it as like a pimple on a table tennis bat applied to a boot, which allowed David Beckham and others to swerve the ball. Do you know, I'm an old man now. I never knew this. But the predator comes because of a table tennis bat concept. Um, So that that was was point number one. And and we can, I won't bore you. Well, I I might bore you, but I'm not going to take a long time doing it. Um, And the other was... um, he argued with the FA and the uh, football authorities about the need, the, the reason England didn't win the World Cup and that sort of stuff is because the skills transfer wasn't right. In other words, uh, we, we're full of good lads, but their skills weren't being developed. And he said, you can't develop your skill unless there are measurements and you need to measure a youngster's performance before they go into the development and performance program and measure it at the end and more importantly hold somebody accountable for their development all this stuff well we play better than we did and the, the time he did this and i must be going back you know quite a number of years now i think that was really interesting it's also interesting that he was resisted by the the fa in particular but common business practice now it's all about the measurement it's all about the numbers mm. and now you see footballers they've got these things on the back of there and so if you've not done your 10,000 meters in a game and you're a midfielder 
everybody knows about it. So yes. for me, that was a really, really interesting. Craig Johnson, it wasn't live. It was a recording of an interview. That was my moment of the week for me. Brilliant. Thanks, Alan. Um, yeah, I um, I had a pair of predators at the start. And uh, I mean, you've, you've either got it or you haven't. But they helped. They they you know, they they helped me swerve the ball just a little bit extra than what I would have done anyway. How much swerve would you have got without your predators? Oh, honestly, I mean, you're, you're talking European standard bananas, really. So, yeah. Um, Bill, your sporting moment of the week, sir. A bit like Alan, I don't have a specific uh, sporting moment of the week. Um, but um, you know, I flicked on my uh, my iPad at sort of six-ish, uh, doing a bit of preparation. And uh, there were a couple of things that, uh, well, there's one that caught my eye. Um, and I think Alan might have alluded it to earlier. earlier the, um, and I can't remember if it's the, the new chairman or the new chief executive of the uh, England and Wales cricket board has uh, acknowledged that the proposals for changing the county game are dead in the water. Um, uh, the good. proposals to uh, uh, reduce the number of uh, championship games from 14 to 10. Um, you know, basically, uh, turkeys don't vote for Christmas and they need to get 12 of the 18 counties to vote for it and they can't. And uh, uh, this season's format will be largely the same next season, um, which yeah. is uh, uh, was good. Um, so briefly, that was my moment of the week until the next story flashed up. Um, and we go back to Jack Harrison scoring his goal against... Uh, uh, Forest on uh, on Tuesday evening, and the big news is that um, as of six o'clock tonight, um, Jack Harrison has signed a new five-year deal. Wow! Him, uh, to keep him there till 2028, um, and this is a player who was within a hair's breadth of joining Leicester City uh, at the end of the uh, the transfer window. Um, yeah. Jack Harrison um, went on a, a scholarship to New York City. Um, New York City, uh, as in New York um, stateside, um, mm. a, a part of the uh, Manchester City group. Um, mm. And he was, uh, I think, sent from uh, the Man City Academy over there, uh, emerged from there, um, came back to Man City. Leeds took him on loan and had him on loan for about three years. Um, and we could all see something in the guy. But his delivery at the end of the, of the trickery was never quite there. But he's one of these players who just got better and better and better each season um, by increments. Um, and he now looks like a premiership player. Uh, and the fact that Leicester wanted him, the fact that uh, Newcastle United were reportedly um, um, very interested, but put off by a, a 40 or 50 million pound ta- price tag in the, uh, in, in the summer, uh, I think says it all. I think um, the fact that he's going to continue to wear the uh, white of Leeds United uh, for the next few years um, is very good news. And if nothing else, Leeds have protected their negotiating position um, should they choose to dispose of him or should he demand a, a departure elsewhere. Absolutely. Or, um, I mean, if he keeps going the way he is, then, you know, big European clubs might look at him. Because I, I think he's a wonderful player. He's a proper old-fashioned style winger. He will take his full back on, um, but he will also score goals. And um, yeah, when I when I go to Leeds, Jack Harrison's one of my favourite players, and I think he may have been um, kind of almost ruined by the way Jesse Marsh played because there was no wit. And now with Gracia in charge, you've got Sinistera on one side, you had 
um, Harrison on another. You've got Somerville who can play wide as well. Um, and it just seemed so much better. And as I say, Tuesday night, Jack Harrison was my man of the match. I thought he was absolutely excellent and uh, a great goal as well it was um, too. Um, you may have heard my commentary. I may have gone over the top slightly, but, um, you know, it mattered. So uh, anyway. Um, enough of my gibbering. Thank you very much to Alan and to Bill for tonight. It's been absolutely incredible and we will uh, be back next week. Um, happy Easter. Uh, try not to eat too much chocolate and um, we'll be back next week with the Sport Huddle. Get well soon and goodbye.